You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Lauren Collier. They are cute and cuddly with scrunchy faces and great big puppy dog eyes. The English Bulldog is one of the most adorable and in recent years has become one of the most popular breed of dogs, yet more and more are being surrendered to shelters. On today's episode of My Dog Digs Dirt, meet the woman who is trying to change that, Lorette Richin, founder of Long Island Bulldog Rescue, and hear what she's trying to do to help. Stay tuned. My Dog Digs Dirt will be digging right back. Put a puppy under the Christmas tree. Wait, you read it, not feed it. It's the dog with the opposable thumb, an accidental love story. The fun new book by award-winning author Mark Barkowitz. When an accidentally DNA-altered puppy is born with a thumb, his lovelorn grad student caretaker devises a strategy to achieve their Kardashian-like fame and fortune. It's funny, intelligent, and incredibly unique. And 20% of book sales benefit the Pasadena Humane Society and SPCA. The Dog with the Opposable Thumb is available now through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and MarkBark.org. Thumbs up to a howling fun book for the holidays. The Dog with the Opposable Thumb. Order yours now. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com My Dog Digs Dirt is back with Lorette Richin, who is founder of Long Island Bulldog Rescue, a wonderful nonprofit started back in 1999. Welcome to the show, Lorette. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really happy to have you here. Uh, a dear friend of mine, Jeanette, actually fostered then adopted two of your precious bulldogs. And I said, no, I mean, they're so popular. I had no idea uh, that so many of them are ending up in shelters. So uh, let's talk about that first, because it is one of the most popular breeds lately. They've really grown in popularity. Sure. And that is the one terrible thing about them uh, right now is because bulldogs cannot be bred very easily and they cannot be bred randomly and for profit because they do have certain genes for certain things that are really very big disasters, breathing problems, all kinds of things. So what's happened is there's so much demand, you know, economics being what it is, everybody gets on the bandwagon. Now, when I first started this 17 years ago, I had 13 bulldogs that year, and I was highly outraged, and I got on local television to complain about how many bulldogs were getting wow. up. 
Right. And now we're getting like over 300 in the Northeast. Ah. And to be honest with you, what's happening is that we're getting old dogs, Mm -hmm. sick dogs. We do have our healthy dogs that people just don't get this breed. They're very needy. They need a lot of time. It's like having a toddler. Okay. So if you really need time and you really need money to take care of them properly because what's happening is we've had years of bad breeding due to this Ugh. incredible, you know, now it, now right. the bulldog is number five nationwide. Wow. And that, wow. I will tell you, those numbers come from the AKC registrations. Mm. This is an important point. I think maybe 3% of our dogs are actually registered with the AKC because people who buy pets don't really care about that. They're spayed right. or neutered and they just, you know, they don't do it. Why would they spend, you know, whatever it is? So the problem is huge, and people just have to stop with this buying these dogs because they are they're expensive to buy, but they're also you have to feed them quality food. Right. You have to look after little problems; they become huge problems. I talk to good people crying all day long because they just, you know, it's an impulse. There's nothing Absolutely. cuter than the bulldog puppy. Oh my god! I, and, and I have seen so many. So I see that this is happening because more mm-hmm. and more. I know, especially uh, in New York. I know in I think it was 2013 they were the most popular breed in New York, and right. um, you just can't go in without seeing one. Uh, so, like you said, people really have to think about it. Let's talk then first about what is the breed like. Who should be looking for a bulldog? You know, what are they all about? Well, a a well-bred, sound, emotionally sound bulldog is a wonderful animal. They are even-tempered. They tend to love children. They're very good dogs. That said, right. they have the kind of temperament that if you know they walk into a home and they say, look around and they want to see who's in charge. And if no one is in charge, that's going to be them. Right. You know, so you have to have some dog savvy. Okay. And you really can't coddle them enormously. I mean, they have to be in their place and, you know, certainly loved, certainly hugged, kissed, and dressed up and all the rest. But you do have to maintain certain ground rules to get along well with them. Otherwise, you know, I get people who have such problems with their dogs. And I said, is this dog paying the mortgage? And they laugh. Uh-huh. And I said, well, seriously, you know, right, right. <laughs> have to put him in his place. So right. people have to understand that this adorable puppy is going to grow into quite the pest once you coddle him too much and don't train him. So I would say the number one reason people give these dogs up is because they don't have the time for them. And that works terri- with any breed, right? So you really have it's to think true. about that. Yes, That's true. But this okay. dog, you know, people call me, they say, I've got 20 acres. I said, yeah, right. The dog doesn't care. Right. You are going to have to, the dog wants to know what kind of couch you have and he's going to sit with you on it. Right? <laughs> I have to say, Jeanette's dogs love to sit. Of know, course they do. Sweet. They're wonderful little girlies, right. exactly. you know, and, you know, both of them have cardiac issues. So this is another thing we and deal with. Exactly. I mean, and she was talking about that. Again, it's a friend who uh, fostered then adopted uh, two from you and uh, talked about that the breed does happen to have uh, cardio issues. That's they, Well, if, you know, as, if they're badly bred, okay. bad nutrition, bad, we're going back to the puppy mills because when you look at, you know, in a pet store and you see all those adorable dogs, you have to think, where did they come from? Absolutely. I agree. 
Yes. You know, now, and I want to make clear we're talking about the English or maybe the, the sometimes referred to as the British bulldog. Right. Not about a Frenchie or No, no, there are they have their own little nightmares and so on. Yeah. But we're talking about yes, what's known as an English bulldog. The actual true name for this breed is bulldog and everybody everybody else is another kind of a bulldog. But to distinguish them, this is the distinctive jowly face, the squat body, the wide shoulders, the narrow hips. And and what were they bred to originally do? Well, this is all unpleasant. Oh, to the English, um, right. yeah, the English did what's called bull baiting. They didn't have TV. They didn't have movies to go to. They didn't know what to do with themselves. So they went to arenas and they watched animals being killed. And one of the things that happened was they sent dogs in to weaken whatever animal it was. I know they mostly fought bulls, but also bears and monkeys. It was really very dreadful. Oh, yuck, yuck. And it was outlawed in 1835. At that point, the breed almost died out, and there were few people who decided to really start breeding them, you know, for sweet temperament. And they always tend to have a kind of nice temperament, right? you know, if you don't overbreed them and, and so on and so forth. So that's where, where they came from. And that, all those cute things like the wrinkles, the wrinkles are actually, were actually bred into them because they had uh, to keep the blood from squirting in the animal's oh, eyes. So goodness, I had no idea. Pretty icky, but uh, ah. what we have now is a cute dog who's a good family pet. Okay. If if you buy your dog from a good breeder, now your good breeder is going to cost about the same, if not less, many times than depending on the region, what you're going to buy in a pet store. However, okay, you will get a sound dog. I mean, you will have to wait for it. This is the biggest problem: impulse control. You know? Right. And what are what are some of the things you should ask about if you are looking, you know, for a bulldog? And of course, we want to definitely mention that they can be adopted and fostered from you as well. You don't have to buy one. But definitely. What are the uh, key we, things you really need to think about? You're saying definitely where the dog came from. Right, where the dog comes from. Now, whatever breed you're looking for, the Bulldog Club of America or whatever, the Golden Retriever Club of America, they all have on their websites a breeder referral. And they also have a listing for rescues. So both those things are available. The advantage with a rescue dog is that what you see is what you get. When you buy a puppy, you don't really know what genetic things he may have. But well, by the time we get them, if they're fixable, we fix them. And we know all about the dog when the dog fits into Absolutely. your home. And you're so, so supportive, right? Yeah. So if you really want a puppy, and I do think there's a place in the world for people who can buy, you know, healthy, good, you know, they want a puppy. But you start with the breeder referral service on these um, websites that are the National Breed Club websites. Okay. And from there, you do your homework. And one of the things is if the mother isn't on the premises, you're going to have to wonder. Okay. The yeah, father, not so much, because today they use frozen semen and a lot of stuff like that. Okay. But if mom isn't there with the babies, you have to wonder. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about a good breeder is that breeder will help you choose your dog. Most people go into a pet store, oh, I like that color. Right. And they have little kids, and they've brought home a terribly dominant dog, you know, okay. not right. the right That's, match. Right. So they should definitely take that into consideration. Yeah. Temperament first, color next. So we always temperament test their dogs. They live in a home, you know, with with people. They don't sit in a shelter. They live in a home. So we really know what they're about for the most part. You know, we have a very high retention rate because we spend a lot of time on the dogs, fixing them up, 
and also finding the the correct home for them. And I really applaud you for that. And I want to talk about how our listeners who might be interested in adopting can do that. But let's take a short break. My Dog Digs Dirt will be right back with Long Island Bulldog Rescue. malnourished and emaciated. Constant scratching and just being unpleasant. He was shedding excessively. He was losing his fur. Franklin was rescued from the streets of Los Angeles. Bear was a rescue from the same shelter in Kansas City, Missouri that I got J.J. the Terrier. I found his raw meat diet, which is raw meat, eggs, rice, and Dinovite and Lico Chops. His omega-3 supplement on Dinovite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. I've got my ground beef, the Dynavite, and I just mix it all together with the eggs and the shells. Franklin, he's thriving. His coat is soft and shiny. He's shedding much less. They're much happier. Their coats are better. Their behavior, especially their behavior, is better. How do you feed your shelter dog to derive a great attitude? Start that little pet off right. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Just go to Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com My Dog Digs Dirt is back. We are here with Lorette Richin, who is the founder of Long Island Bulldog Rescue. So happy to have you here. We're talking about the bulldog and uh, what's been going on, seeing so many in shelters. But you're trying to change that. Uh, Long Island Bulldog Rescue is a non Profit organization. I applaud you for all the wonderful work that you do. It must be uh, difficult. Do you go to shelters and find these dogs? People give them to you? How does that work? Yes. Well, Lauren, this is how it works. I want to say most of our dogs are owner surrenders. People look online and they find us and they like what we do. Second, we find dogs in shelters. And then, then we get another thing, which is what I call second and third tier Craigslist giveaways because Mm -hmm. many people, especially when the dog is healthy, you know, and young, they just put the dog on Craigslist. They don't want to bother. They don't want to, you know, and, and this is what happens. They give the dog to people who are interested in a bulldog, but have no clue and there's no support system. So they wind up all again on Craigslist. And Mm -hmm. so we, we're constantly watching these outlets I mean, Craigslist is fine for certain things, but for animals, not a good idea. So, yeah, I mean, it's a difficult situation. We also get them when people cannot afford their medical issues. I get so many dogs surrendered from really crying, sobbing people because the dog has swallowed 12 pacifiers or has a back injury. And, you know, we have to raise, we do raise a ton of money to take care of these dogs. And with their newfound problems from this, 
poor breeding, we're, we're spending mm. a, a major fortune on them. It's really but, heartbreaking. I mean, I know you also do work with other rescue organizations like the Mayor's mm-hmm. Alliance in New mm-hmm. York, a Bulldog Club. Um, so it's a, a real effort. But you're also out there trying to educate people about that. You work in schools and you do yes. speaking engagements, yes? Yes, I do. We always go to schools and we always, uh, and it's amazing to me how many young, uh, a middle school, I go to middle school a lot, how many young people really just have no idea. They just see a yeah. really cute dog and they're horrified. So it, getting to children, I think, is really important because children affect spending in this country enormously. Mm-hmm. They really do what they want, what they, mm, right. I want this, I want that. The people stand on their heads to their kids, which is uh-huh. fine. Right, you know, but you know, you have so that's to why really we have to get. Think. Yeah, yeah, I have mean, to get to the kids. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And you're talking, and again, you're talking about all different ages of bulldogs. You know, some people just think, "Oh, I can only adopt older. I might not want to do that." But you've got young up into older, and an old oh, dog please. makes a great uh, family pet you can adopt, right? They do, and there's a co- there's one major major myth that needs to be kind of busted. And uh, this is what I hear. I want a puppy because I want the puppy to grow up with my kids. Right. Well, guess what? Your children are tiny. Right. In six months, the dog is going to be mature, big, knocking your children down, eating their toys, terrifying them, you know. Yeah. And you're not having enough time to train them. So the ideal age to me is for a young family is a mature dog who's like three or four. Right. Who's not going to be eating everything in sight, who's lives with children or has some experience in the world and is not going to be tearing around and giving, you know, mom or dad another job to train a puppy while they're raising very young kids, usually a few of them. Absolutely. So So. let's talk about now our listeners who might want to adopt. What should they do? Well, Long Island Bulldog Rescue is, we cover the Northeast. I'm not sure how much this, what kind of coverage you have, but it's heard all around the the world, but still (laughs) the internet is a wonderful thing. It is. It really is. It really enables us to do this well. So the Bulldog Club of America Rescue Network covers the United States and we actually cover Southern and Southeast Canada. So it's important to go to that website and put an application in, but call people, talk to them, learn what you can just going to books is not a great idea because that's why we have so many people who have young families. They buy a bulldog. Both parents are working. The kids have sports and religion and this and that. And nobody has time to train a dog who they expected to be a couch potato. Right. So young, this goes back to the ages. Young dogs, unless they're sickly, are not couch potatoes. They play. They right. run. They're babies, you know. Right. Absolutely. So people have to understand. That's why we get a lot of them. So people think that we only have old dogs, and we actually have a lot of young dogs. I think that's a, an important point. What about yeah. if folks would like you to come to their local school, because you are in Long Island, uh, New York, in the tri-state area, and maybe talk about some of this. How can they contact you? It's so important. I love that you have this educational outreach. Uh, you also do a, a events as well. But So, yes. Lorette, where can they find you for all of this information? Well, they can go to our website for information that's basic about us, and then you can find the email addresses. You can email me at longislandbulldogrescue at gmail.com, and I can set something up for a school or schools in, in your area on the island, and, um, you know, from we take it from there. And what about, let's hear your website, and are you on Facebook? Can people contact We're you? We're on that Facebook. Way? We have a page, which anybody can see. It's Long Island Bulldog Rescue page. And then we have a private group, which is Long Island Bulldog Rescue. It's a group, 
and you just have to click on there and request to be admitted. And you also have a web page. And we have a web page. It's longislandbulldogrescue.org. And I think it really offers a lot of wonderful advice and also about the breed because we don't want to say that it's a bad breed. It isn't. It's just that you have to really, as in any breed, you really have to think about what you're getting. I know I have a Bouvier and they can be very difficult. So um, I can definitely, you know, it's just such an important message. You also have a bunch of fundraisers. What about uh, folks that might want to just help you by donating because it is a nonprofit? What should they do? Well, they can contact us online for donations. We have uh, on the website at longislandbulldogrescue.org, there are multiple PayPal tabs if they want to donate money. Usually the best thing because our medical bills are enormous, and these dogs are very cranky about what they eat. Not what they would eat anything, please, (laughs) ice cream. But, you know, (laughs) what we give them is usually fairly limited and fairly expensive. So donations of dog food are tough to deal with for us with this pesky breed with their skin issues. But we do have to raise all this money to take care of them and actually wind up with dogs that are very adoptable and fine for, for new families. The other thing they should do is, Understand that we have a process to adopt, and sometimes people get cranky with us because we have a home visit, and we're we're really, it's not just only about the dog. We want the person, yes. we want the family to be happy with the dog. We right. don't want you to just yeah. grab a cute dog and then, oh my God, what did I do? Which is, exactly. you know, there's a lot of interest in data these days. Data, data, data. I have no, you can tell me how much I'm spending time with data because sponsors want that. But to me, the biggest data number nobody ever asks you about, and that is, has this dog stayed in that home? Has that dog been returned? Has that dog wound up in a shelter, let go on the street? Nobody's tracking that figure. You know, so our process will help you get the best dog for your family. It's very important, absolutely. And um, again, I applaud you uh, for everything that you do. Folks can once again go on your website, see you on Facebook. Are you on Instagram as well? We are. Yeah, just look up Long Island Bulldog Rescue. Honestly, I don't remember exactly <laughs> so what funny. that is. You can look up Long Island Bulldog Rescue or right. my name. I think some of it comes in under my name. It's Laurette Richen. Fantastic. Yeah. And, of course, you have plenty of fundraisers and events, and people can get involved and come down. You're also associated with some big-time celebrities. I yeah. know, right? Uh, Coco and Ice-T, because they had adorable bulldogs. And I think uh, Beth Stern, Howard Stern's wife, too. Yeah, Beth has been on our board since we started. She's a genuine, wonderful person. Fantastic. Uh, and she comes to, we have a gala every year in December that she comes to. And uh, they're all wonderful people. Bulldog people are good people. Oh, and, and, it's, and we hope that people will consider adopting. That's why we're doing this show, not to put down the breed, but to talk about it. And to be realistic, you really need to think about it. Any final words to leave us with, Lorette? Well, I thank you for this opportunity, and people really should consider adopting just because that's going to be the right fit for you, and you're not going to have any crazy surprises when you, you buy a puppy from the wrong uh, wrong place. I think that's yeah. so true, and yeah. I will say, I, I can firsthand say that because, again, my dear friend has two of your bulldogs, and they're just, they couldn't be cuter, and they're both, uh, I guess, foster to rescue. I rest, right? Yes, right. foster to adopt, yes. Once, <laughs> to we adopt. Get, once we get them medically cleared, they, that's another thing people can do. They can foster a dog. Those two have some more issues than our usual dog dogs, but many, many people adopt dogs after that process, so everything's done. 
And the thing that I love about you is that you're telling people exactly what the issues are. You're helping solve them. And so you know from day one, it's not a big surprise. Whereas, like you said, if you buy one, it can be a huge unpleasant surprise if there are health issues. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, we're very transparent about everything. Temperament, whether this particular dog that you're obsessing about is going to be good in your family or not, you know, that kind of thing. We're really very very careful and very uh, transparent, and that's why we're successful. Well, I applaud you again. Thank you so much, Lorette. It's Long Island Bulldog Rescue. I urge you all to log on to the website and adopt or foster or help out in any way you can. I'm Lauren Collier. This has been My Dog Digs Dirt. Thank you so much for listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.